From the last meeting of the Master of Mankind and his Primarch son Magnus, there was an offer of forgiveness, of redemption, and of salvation. As documented by the scholar of this meeting, Magnus refused the offer and embraced demonhood. Here, a warp entity alters that timeline. Instead of refusing the offer, the Primarch embraces his father, and the Thousand Sons stand with the Imperium through the rest of the Horus Heresy. The Solar Brotherhood are above all else fiercely loyal and faithful to the Emperor and his vision for the Imperium. After being offered forgiveness for their legion's previous offences, for ignoring the edicts of Nykir, the arrival of Magnus into the Imperial Palace with a tide of demons at his heels, these and all of the legion's sins were forgiven by the Emperor himself, and the sons of Magnus joined the Imperium once again to fight against chaos. The Solar Brotherhood is the name that this legion chose to have henceforth. Renouncing the Thousand Sons' history and moving forwards with pride, their use of psychic abilities allowed, but regulated. Magnus and his sons then grew their legion back to the size befitting an army of the Imperium, using new technologies and advanced armours and weapons gifted from the Master of Mankind himself. So, Thousand Sons, um, obviously um, very much a point of contention among Warhammer fans, whether or not they're a loyalist or traitor, whether or not Magnus did something, if anything, wrong. Um, they have always been an army that has stood out to me. They've always been an army I've wanted to pursue both aspects of um, loyalty, of traitorhood or um, loyalists um, and until recently an army that I'd not actually done both sides of that coin. Um, I originally did A Thousand Sons for Warhammer 40,000 um, when 8th edition came out and the new Magnus model um, came out. I did, a, I did a, an army for them then. But to me The Thousand Sons have always been more than that um, simplistic sort of they are traitor there's always been something more to them and I think especially with the recent developments in books and in the literary works by Games Workshop it has allowed for a lot more prospects and a lot more sort of headcanon prospects of whether you want them to be loyalists or whether you want them to be traitors and The Fury of Magnus is the book that offers that option and that way of thinking better than any other literary piece by Games Workshop in my opinion and I definitely think that um, the uh, the book off opens up some good questions as to you know why Magnus was made out to be this this arch traitor that sort of brought the demons themselves to 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 terror and sort of raised the imperial palace in the sense of he came to warn the emperor, but in his uh, in his folly and his hubris, he he you know he led the demons straight to terror, and that's always been the point that a lot of people, when they've done the the memes and the Magnus did nothing wrong, that's where they sort of say, well, how can you say that using psychic powers and astral projections to to warn the emperor that you know Horus has betrayed the emperor why would he use psychic powers because obviously that's what the demons used to hone in on terror and obviously caused a lot of problems for the emperor and therefore 
it meant that he was then bound to the golden throne and he couldn't go out and continue his works or work on his secret projects the webway project or anything like that it meant that you know he was actually ensnared into this trap of sitting on the golden throne holding the the tide of chaos back which a lot of people say that it's magnus's fault for for you know breaking the edicts of Nikea and stuff but at the same time if you put yourself in his shoes maybe you could see it from his side but but we're not here to discuss whether or not they're loyalists or traitors uh, a lot of people will say they're traitors and you might get one or two that say no they're not they're loyalists and I think the fury of Magnus the recent novella from the siege of terror beautifully outlines um the thoughts and the the background to where Magnus has gone since since he sort of came to terror to warn the emperor where has what has he been up to to in his own mind and his inner conflicts and stuff and I definitely recommend that if you're sort of um and ahhing about the siege that you definitely read the fury of Magnus if you're interested in the thousand suns because it details a little bit about the siege and what's going on in the background but if you've you've heard the myths and stuff and you know a little bit about uh, the siege of terror then you can sort of piece together where it is but this book seems to show Magnus's inner demons and inner conflicts of why he's done what he's done and where his head is at when he comes to terror because it is him on terror and he's the first time he's sort of been on terror since he's become this traitor and it just shows there's actually a beautiful moment between him and another character where you can sort of see that perhaps he might he might turn back against Horus and you know he gets offered a chance of redemption and if he took that what would that mean for the Imperium and that's what I decided I wanted to focus on with the uh, the Solar Brotherhood uh, so my my Thousand Sons um, my red shining Thousand Sons army for the Horus Heresy is is a loyalist one um, it, I did it as a headcanon army I spoke with Croydon and Jarl and Minion to see if it was okay if we play games where I've done a headcanon sort of army and where the where the beauty of this army lies is the fact that I've used models that everyone says is traitor and everyone plays as traitor because that's how the rules tell you to play them but you know allowing for this headcanon space and this place where I can make an army a way that I want to make an army has really meant that I can have a bit of fun with an army that I wouldn't normally play with especially being such a loyalist a keen loyalist player that I am um, it's been quite nice with them allowing me to to use the models and paint the models and actually have an excuse for them um, whilst I've been um, wanting to do something a bit different and that's exactly what I've done now the Solar Brotherhood what I wanted is I wanted a little force of um, a little force of uh, psychic um, powers and nothing too complex but at the same time something that was a bit more fun uh, as a gaming group not many of us have access to psychic powers so it felt quite nice that I could I could have the access and it meant that I could uh, have a, an edge over everybody that I was playing against and I decided to go with um, two Praetors oh no I think I went with one Praetor um, which was the Terminator Praetor um, and then I got the, the characters Magistus Amon, Ahriman and Magnus I also got a Castellax and uh, some of the Terminators and the um, 
the actual blade occult as well. So I've got a nice little force of um, Thousand Suns that are ready for the battle and ready for tabletop. But as it's been a project I've done in the um, pandemic, it's actually not been played with and it's been put in a box straight away without me actually getting a chance to use it, which is fine. I'll get around to it. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun to to run these alongside my custodes or my dark angels or even my knight uh, my knights or titans and the the imperial fortress which again is something i'm looking forward to using um looking forward more and more as the as the weeks progress and we start looking at you know the lockdowns maybe lifting as well um so yeah they're a lot of fun to uh to have done this headcanon army and in the Fury of Magnus, I won't spoil anything, but in the Fury of Magnus, Magnus is offered um, something new, and um, me and Jarl have been discussing it quite a bit, and what that something new is, is something that's quite exciting, and it means that he could have, it means that, well, it means for, for, for my army, I can actually add something in that I hadn't actually considered adding in um, to make it sort of a bit more of a uh, a headcanon law friendly army and I'm really looking forward to doing something like that it's going to be nice to sort of put the rule books aside and go for the modelling more than sort of the gaming aspect it's been it's been something that I've always wanted to do with an army and go with sort of a, a more of a, a law friendly but headcanon friendly more than anything army and I think having this force of loyalist thousand sons and this sort of way into making a loyalist thousand sons army is definitely going to be the way that I get to do that and I hope that everybody um, can understand and just sort of goes well live and let live it's your choice Smorganite it's your choice whether you want to um, you want to do an army of loyalist or thousand sons and I hope there's no backlash or anything but for me having sort of a headcanon army it's the first time I've done it so it's going to be quite nice to explore that avenue and I know Minion's looking forward to it and he's still reading the Siege of Terror books at the moment so he actually hasn't had a chance to read the Fury of Magnus yet but when he does I will be discussing with him heavily about what this means and where this is going for for the Thousand Sons. Um, but looking on the uh, website as well, we've actually got a, a Solo Brotherhood um, page for the for the Thousand Sons. So I'll put the link in the in the description um, of this podcast. And there are going to be some more photographs coming soon. I've not actually had a chance to take many because, as I say, they got put straight in a box and they haven't actually been used. So I think the most uh, most recent photo is one of ten of the Sekhmet Terminators along with the three characters and and the Praetor and then the Castellax as well so it'll be nice to actually take some pictures of the Blader cult as well um, so that I've got um, sort of the vast array of, of models that I've done. I also think I did a, a, um, a Rhino for, for the force as well it was it was in january that i did it and i'm this is recording in in april so it is a few months ago since i painted them but yeah i'll, I'll upload some more photos soon and we'll get them out of the box and get them back in the studio taking photographs so that we can we can add to that page and maybe i'll do a um, an update podcast of where the the legions come to from where it was before which will be quite fun to do i, I did enjoy doing it for the the solar legion the dark angels so it'll be nice to do it for something like the thousand sons as well so 
Yeah, so that's just a, a brief little roundup of where I decided this army would come from. Um, it's not as long as some of the others, perhaps, um, just purely because there's not as much to say on this because I've I've really done a quite a small force, and that's how I want it to be. So it'll be it'll be featured on the the page on the Instagram page on our website and in the podcast soon. I'm sure when we the pandemic's lifted and we can start having proper conversations with people, it'll be it'll be nice to to bring that up and see what the other team members thoughts are on it so all right well thank you very much for listening to this podcast about the um, loyalist thousand sons uh, i hope you're all doing well and take care